If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably feel something. I hear Jabba. Then wait. Hello, Star Wars fans. And you are very welcome to episode 14 of Blabba the Hutt. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25000 So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. It's been a while, we know. <laughs> but we're happy to be back here and talking about Star Wars, our favorite thing. <laughs> and hopefully it'll help to distract some of us and everything. So you, you guys probably know who we are. We're your hosts. I'm Kate, and joined by Gary. Say hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. But you let me do it anyway. <laughs> uh-huh. How are things going? Yeah, everything is okay. Um, You guys have it a lot worse than we do. Yes, we're still very much in the middle of the pandemic and especially for me here over in Arizona which has been deemed the worst spot in the world for Florida's catching up though isn't it yeah I mean the whole sunbelt area is pretty bad right now so Mm -hmm. obviously we're taking all the precautions we can and just trying to be safe out there you know yeah, it just it looks horrendous. Um, all that's on the news, I I, I suppose I should say the international news in ter- uh, in terms of the stations that we get some MSNBC, some CNN, little bit of Fox. Mm-hmm. It's just coronavirus, and the the numbers are staggering. It's it looks like a war zone. It's it's getting very grim in Arizona, you know, um, refrigerated trucks being called and that kind of thing yeah it's i've I seen quite an interesting statistic the I, I think it was the other day just to put it in perspective so north carolina has a population of about 6.5 million mm-hmm. ireland has a population of 6.5 million mm-hmm. in roughly 14 days ireland had something like 178 new cases Whereas mm-hmm. North Carolina, I believe, had around 70,000. Wow. That's crazy. No, that's scary. Yep, and the numbers, they just, they're skyrocketing. Yeah, they just seem to keep be go- so, keep going up, don't they? I think we're going to be in this situation for a while longer. And Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think if we, if we don't play our cards right or adhere to the the necessary standards and guidelines then uh, a second wave is going to be the least of our worries I know that's insane because this is still considered first wave yeah without a doubt scary stuff yeah so I don't know about you but sometimes you know in the middle of all this it just feels hard to be able to focus on um, extracurricular things like podcasting and that sort of thing well, yeah, this little thing called life keeps getting in the way, unfortunately, doesn't it? Yeah. But I, mean, I know, it's like, I mean, I'm working, I was already working from home, but it feels like sometimes just, you got to focus on, get your priorities, you know. 
exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's 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 all about perspective, isn't it? That we manage to actually find the time to to sit down and do these things. You know, we've had so many plans and so much news to mm. get through, but unfortunately, little things kept getting in the way. But hopefully, I'm a little bit bit more settled, and hopefully, you will be over the the coming mm. weeks. So here's hoping yeah. we can adhere to a to a a bi weekly release, which we we are very much hoping for but you know it's in in the grander scheme of things you know this this thing called life is very difficult (laughs) that's for sure but that that's kind of a good segue to what we were going to talk about next so um if you've been listening for a while you're probably familiar with our week in star wars um chit chat so Instead of week, we're going to change it to our quarantine in Star Wars and just kind of talk about what we've been up to the last weeks, months, um, how Star Wars is helping us to get by. So do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So my Star Wars quarantine period has been quite literature heavy. Mm -hmm. As everybody knows, we are uh, very much a, a podcast that covers the the literature quite a bit we are lucky enough to be one of the reviewers for penguin publishing and particularly for me in this instance my quarantine period has involved a lot of reading so i've gone back reading alphabet squadron the first one and i'm working my way through the the second one at present so i know we have plans to do a an episode focusing on the two books which we hopefully will do at some point apart from that i've been digging into the art of the clone wars mm. which was which was such a big find for me that i still you know pop my head into a couple of pages as often as i can and the the latest addition to my collection was the the limited edition light up version of the art of star wars rebels nice and that's been that's been an incredibly fun read that's been a very very nice distraction the artwork is beautiful and the style of writing and the way it's done is is very easy on the eye so it does help pass an awful lot of time and apart from that i added a new autograph to my collection yes very a very good one too yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty much my number one, so I did manage to finally get my hands on a John Williams autograph. Woohoo! So I was over the moon That's with that. Cool. It's it is pretty sweet, and it's a very crisp signature as well. So I'm trying to work out how I can display it. I have a couple of ideas in mind, but I need to to work things out essentially. Well, you'll have to keep us posted. Oh, I will absolutely. But veering away from that just for a moment, did you um, did you get to see my two new coins, the holocron coins? Just I've I've had so many comments about the coins. They were done in a a silver and gold version, so I managed to get both. So that was a a nice addition. But I need to work out how to display those as well. I suppose I'm thinking of displaying them with my with my holocrons. Hmm. But a, a, a nice addition to have to the collection. That's cool. Yeah. And so, tell us more about your son. 
Oh yes, everyone has seen our our little baby Yoda. <laughs> We've been having some technical difficulties the past few weeks because our new intern still hasn't got the hang of this podcasting thing. <laughs> so I'm sure people will see some pictures popping up every every so often of the little womp rat and his his so, little escapades. So tell us like more about the process. You painted him, right? Painted in part, our good friend Jimmy from Breaking the Mold did the vast majority of the okay. the, the painting and weathering for the, the simple reason work was just way too busy for me. So Jimmy was gotcha. kind enough to, to take up the project, but it was a mixture of a bit of everything. So we the, the 3D print was, was built and mm-hmm. from that then it was a matter of sanding to get it nice and smooth and filling in where needed to ensure the the details stood out as as much as much as they possibly could and that was repeated a fair few times so there's a lot of sanding filling sanding filling and once that was Mm -hmm. done then it was a case of just tidying up little bits and pieces and then adding primer and paint as as you go along nice well he looks great yeah, he does. I'm really, really happy with him. He's he's sort of a stopgap until the Hot Toys life-size Baby Yoda comes out. Uh, did you order one? Yes, I did, because I'm planning to utilise <laughs> him with my Jawa costume. Oh. And I'm considering making the Mandalorian Jawa. Nice. Which is a different costume, so I'm trying to work out how I can how I can figure out how to incorporate that somehow. There you go. And then it, are you going to get a giant egg? I am trying to find the Suga at the <laughs> moment. Yes, a, a couple of my a couple of my fellow Denzians have already done that, so it is something I'm I'm actively nice. working on. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. So, let's discuss Kate your days, weeks, months. however long time has passed i don't even know what i don't even know what day it is at this stage do you i know well that's why we we're not doing week in star wars because weeks are basically irrelevant anymore oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) so so yeah um i finished the rise of skywalker novel which was really good Mm -hmm. especially the ending like got me really emotional it was really good I think yeah, it, Ray, was that Ray Carson? That yes, author? I was about to say Ray Carson did get a lot of praise for the the novel. She did. She did a great job. Hmm. Um. So that was, and I actually I listened to the audiobook on that, so I finally finished that one. What else? Um. I downloaded Pod Racer for my Nintendo Switch. Oh, I'm gonna have to add you. So that's been fun. Yeah, you have it on there too. No, I I haven't downloaded it yet. I haven't had a chance, but it is on my it is on my to do list. Okay, but I mean that's just like total nostalgia trip. Um, you probably had the Nintendo sixty four version when it first came out. I did. Mm hmm. Yeah, so it's it's like totally nostalgic if you especially if you had that, and and I still was able to get first place. So, woohoo! We need to get you back in playing <laughs> Battlefronts to follow up on that success. I know. Now I've just been playing on my Switch. I haven't hardly even 
picked up the battle front. <laughs> well, I mean, the Switch oh. is amazing. Um, what else? Yeah. I mean, really, if we're gonna, if we're being honest, I've basically just been playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> I haven't fallen down that rabbit Although, hole okay. at all, but I know friends who have, and it's um. It's a little bit like collecting. It's once you once you start, you just can't stop. Yeah. Well, I have done a few Star Wars related things. So like you can do custom designs, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've been I did like a little R two D two design, and then I think I did Baby Yoda. So it's fun. What and else? I ordered a few things Star Wars related. So those should be coming. Soonish. Tell us more. A baby Yoda. Um, I think it's Loungefly, the little the mini backpack. Mm-hmm. And then there was a R two D two, um, like luggage thing, suitcase. So I ordered that, and some other miscellaneous stuff. So yeah, what else? I've I actually have been watching the oh no I don't have the complete title but the behind the scenes for the Mandalorian season one the, this, the Disney Plus that, documentary but... yes yes it's it's fantastic yeah so that's been fun and I still have I haven't watched them all so I still have more to go back to um anything else Speaking of Animal Crossing and animals, you know, how is it being cooped up in quarantine with your furry friends? How are they coping? Um, they're fine. It seems like everyone is getting along better, surprisingly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because we're home all the time. But, like, the cats before never really liked each other that much. But they've been, like, hanging out together and I don't know. <laughs> How how Quarantine do you t- does weird things to your brain. Yeah, it does. And speaking of, you know, the cats getting along better, how how do you think our uh, our old friend that's not with us anymore would have enjoyed the quarantine? Would he have have been as smiley and happy as ever? Who Prince? Oh yeah. So you're talking about? Um. Yeah, he probably would have loved it because then people would be here. All the time to pet him. So he essentially would have been like Jabba the Hutt demanding attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's, that's we'll no surprise. We'll have to post a picture in case we have any new listeners who don't know about Prince. Yeah, actually, maybe it might, be, might be good to give some just a little bit of a context, Kate, to, to the mm-hmm. majestic creature we are referring to. <laughs> Prince was a epic, an epic, epic kitty cat he was a persian cat um just like the flattest face and he was like the the cuddliest cat he's been gone what two years now i think yeah. but he was quite the kitty cat he he almost became our, our unofficial mascot in a way didn't he because <laughs> yeah. our group chat was always full of prince pictures and he just was so fun see... to take pictures of, and I was always sending them. <laughs> yeah, and the thing that always struck you was, no matter what you were doing, his face never changed. 
<laughs> and I'm glad I took so many. But pictures. I mean, he was such a beautiful cat. Yeah, he had the, the really long fur and then big whiskers. Face and yeah, he kind of had like almost like Siamese markings, cause, like he's like light colored, but then a little darker with the face. But he did look like he was constantly at the catnip. Yeah, he probably was. <laughs> yeah. He liked catnip. Yeah, that's 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 just always been on my mind is how, how Prince would have liked quarantine or would it have changed him at all? Uh, I think he would have he probably would have got even lazier. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. He's lounging around. But Good old Prince. Well, shall, shall we continue with our Star Wars-y goodness? Do you want to do it? Punch it, Chewie. Alright, so moving right along in our discussions. Gary, you came across an interesting project lately. Do you want to tell us about it? So, Kate, this was an opportunity that presented itself pretty much out of the the blue. And what it is, in essence, is over the last year, year and a half, we have become quite good friends with a very, very talented prop maker by the name of Reese Lawler. Now, if you are not familiar with Reese's work, you can check out his various social media pages uh, and... You can check them out at RGL Customs, so RGL. And Reese was actually lucky enough to be part of the costume effects department working on The Rise of Skywalker with J.J. Abrams. Very cool. Ins- insanely cool. I mean, you've, you've seen Reese's work, Kate. You know what, what yeah. he does. It's, it, it's fantastic. And Reese was actually involved with some of the Sith Trooper armor, if I remember correctly. Wow. Yeah. And we had always been chatting back and forth and, you know, sharing our, our love of Star Wars and talking about projects and the direction of things. And it turns out that Reese is actually writing his own fan novel. Very cool. Which I think going from prop making to writing, whether you class it as a novel, a set, a short story, a book, whatever the case may be, that's quite a huge change. Yeah, very different. Mediums. Very different. Absolutely, and I think you would agree with me when I say. It takes a lot of guts to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Star Wars fandom is quite on edge the last while. And to do right. something like this, I think, is a very, very brave choice. Yeah. And all I can say is fair play to Reese for doing it. Now, that said, we owe Reese a huge thank you because... Us at Team Blabba were given an early sneak peek at the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Now, we can't say too much about what we have seen or anything like that. But what we can do is, I suppose, Kate, we can set the tone 
in some ways mm-hmm. and maybe share what we have gathered from the initial Force chapter. Yeah. So, first and foremost, what we're going to do is we will give a breakdown of the three main characters in the book that have been revealed. There is a fourth character to be revealed, but we haven't managed to find that detail out yet. So, I'll maybe take one, Kate, you can take one, and then we can talk about the... The third character then, which I think is, to me, the most interesting character that we're going to meet so far. Okay. So, the first character we are going to introduce you all to, and you can check out these character bios on Reese's social media pages again, that's at RGL Customs. So and we actually are... little matching figure things. Yes, absolutely. When you have a world-class prop builder, mm-hmm. he builds his own That's characters. Awesome. Absolutely. That is amazing. That help really helps with like picturing it in your head, you know. It does, but we should also mention Kate that the artist illustrations were mm-hmm. done by a very talented artist who actually worked with Reese on the rise of Skywalker. Very cool. Yes, and her name is Jenny Webster. Mm-hmm. And we shared a little sneak peek of those animated characters, which you can check out on our social yeah. media as as well as Reese's. Mm-hmm. So moving on, the first character we we are introduced to is Madax Soban. He is the mm-hmm. sole survivor of the slaughter of his family, friends and crew by the hands of the Galactic Empire for not handing over control of their space running business sorry spice running business so from the offset they are spice runners and as a reminder never to say no to the emperor Darth Vader cut off his arm and told him to tell this story to all who would dare defy the empire so it's left to Madak to rally the troops for revenge against the people who took everything from him Do Which you one do you want, want me to do? Do you want to take Jay? Next. Or Jai? Sure. Introducing Jai Dalo. Once a famed pilot for the Rebellion and a leader of T-Squadron, Jay was left bemused at tactics used in small attack that seemed too good to be true against a small Imperial cargo ship seemingly on its own. Warning them it felt like a trap, Jay was right. That day, he saw most of his squad cut down and destroyed by the TIE fighters. Being blamed for the failed attack by his superiors and being gravely wounded himself, Jay was forcibly removed from the Alliance. Now running a small smuggling operation from a bar in the depths of, Cors- in the depths of Coruscant, putting his skills as a pilot to good use, a chance meeting with a mysterious being might force him to rejoin the very Alliance he learned to hate. Beautiful. <laughs> and now our third character, folks, is the one I'm most excited about, Kate. Now, I, I think mm-hmm. it's safe to say that the figure that was created for this character looks amazing. Mm-hmm. 
And Great. people will be delighted to hear that those of you who love the clones and who became infatuated with the Bad Batch from Clone Wars, we have a clone. Yep. So the character bio reads, After a devastating offensive attack from the Separatist army on the Outer Rim, Clone Commander Trix, so that's T-R-I-X, was presumed dead after losing contact with his command ship. Being the only survivor of the attack and sustaining severe wounds, the only order that Trix now followed was staying alive until hopefully the Republic returned to look for him. However, two years had passed and hope was fading. Very cool. It Always is. It's good to have some clone content. <laughs> and you'll notice even with the model, it looks just like the clones. So good work there. Oh, Absolutely, they, they they do they do look fantastic, and I love the detailing of the the bucket in the bag. Oh yeah. So with Maydock, what species is he? Should we maybe let people have a look at the images for themselves instead of spoiling that? Um, sure. <laughs> and then the other one has got a mask, so it's kind of mysterious. Mm-hmm. But very cool. That's an exciting project. It's definitely an exciting project. And from reading chapter one, we had some initial thoughts, Kate. And I, uh, mm -hmm. I, I have a couple of things that I will say that I don't think are in any way spoilery. And then you, you might like to, to chime in. So okay. firstly, I'll say that the tonality of this novel which mm -hmm. by the way is titled the red rebellion working title right work it working title yes the story is quite dark the tonality is very very dark and yeah. if i was guessing i would say that moving forward that will only the tonality will dar only darken further. Mm -hmm. um, there was some very, very interesting character development, which we, we, we both ag agreed on, certainly. Commented on, yes. And there's one character in particular who I really took quite a shining to <laughs> in the first chapter for which we're not going to say anything about that but i will just confirm that gary did really take a shining to that character as we he kept mentioning it when we were reading it as a, as a loyal imperial soldier would uh-huh <laughs> but yeah so this seems like it will be a novel that will be very much i i would say maybe a more adult novel in a sense as opposed to maybe young adult in your thoughts yeah i would agree with that just maybe a little more mature in tone and that's that's never a bad thing at all um no I mean, look, look at look at the last couple of stories from our favorite, Big Blue. 
Yep. But yes, so all in all, um, really excited to see what what Reese comes up with for the remaining chapters. I he was kind enough to share a couple of points with us for the directions that we might go in. Mm-hmm. So, I am really looking forward to seeing where we go and how we arrive at that destination. So, all in all, I think for an an initial chapter, um, f- fantastic work by Reese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just add to like I thought the action was really good. It was very action packed and pretty fast moving and yeah the pacing was very very good i i'd echo that sentiment definitely and one thing i'll say is uh there were certain elements uh i won't go into details as to spoil it but certain details of it seemed very star warsy that's are all you re- <laughs> are you perhaps kate referring to some little odes to what has come before yes Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so once again, we just want to say a huge thank you to Reese and be sure to check out his incredible work at RGL Customs. But I think I speak for both of us, Kate, when I say I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the book moving forward. Absolutely. So, Kate. There's been lots of Star Wars news in the last couple of weeks and one that I'm particularly excited about and I think a lot of the fans are is that we are getting a follow up to a certain point of view from A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And this is running in tandem with the Empire Strikes Back having... A particular anniversary this yep. year so essentially it is the 40th anniversary of the empire strikes back which is forever etched in the hearts of all star wars fans i suppose kate we could mention that for a lot of fans it's probably their number one or number two on their all time i think that's probably true yeah <laughs> and <laughs> so we are getting a follow up to from a certain point of view. So for people who may not have been aware or may not have come across this, do you want to give people a little breakdown of what from a certain point of view was with respect to right. A New Hope? Okay, so for the was it, it must have been the 40th anniversary for A New Hope three years ago. Um Basically, it's a collection of short stories from the perspective of different characters um, that maybe you've wondered about what they were thinking or what the background of them is. And, it, you know, it's highlighting a lot of very well-known authors. And it was, it was a lot of fun just to hear some of these different stories. One of my favorite ones was the Dianoga's point of view. In the trash compactor. <laughs> Fantastic. That was a good one. I mean, there was just a lot of really good stories in there. Um, 
the I'm sure you loved the Jawa. I most certainly did love the Jawa. Um the, there were so many very, very good stories and as you say, Kate, it is from characters and scenarios where there's things that you wouldn't quite think of, which we we'll give an example mm-hmm. of those for Empire Strikes Back in, in a minute. But in from a certain point of view, we had stories for characters such as Qui-Gon Jinn, which was titled Master and Apprentice, which was written by mm-hmm. the one and only Claudia Gray. Yep. If you're a fan of Star Wars literature, that name will mean a heck of a lot to you. She's royalty. She is, <laughs> and she very much is, and it certainly puts in perspective the writing talent mm-hmm. which is on show at, at Lucasfilm and regards, you know, Penguin Publishing and Del Rey, the, the calibre of authors who come in and write these short stories which are at times moving, at times incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. And they add just an extra dimension to the the film yeah for sure you'll never watch the movie the same way again after you've read uh from a certain point of view yeah and just to follow on from that then as as if the writing talent was not enough the audiobook of from a certain point of view has some incredible narrators mm-hmm Narrators such as Neil Patrick Harris, Ashley Eckstein, yep. uh, Diana Gavanker did a, did um, a voiceover as well, didn't she? Possibly. And uh, John Hamm was another, I believe. That's crazy. They just they went all crazy getting the guest names. I think didn't Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton did a story as well. Did he read it he, too? He, I'm not quite sure whether he did the voiceover. I'm not quite sure on that I one. I remember. So, yeah. But yeah, just... Yeah. It's a, it's so a then, really neat showcase for a lot of these different authors and actors. It is, and, and, and it expands our horizons in that the stories are told from the perspective of a lot of the background characters that we meet in the movie. Mm-hmm various droids and creatures included as well as our our regular heroes and villains exactly so if you aren't following along with the premise of a certain point of view we have a couple of authors here who we can break down the stories that they're telling to give you a little bit of an understanding of what the book is all about so if we take the first one here which i know there are many of my friends who are interested in this one Kate it's written by Austin Walker and it will explore the unlikely partnership of bounty hunters Dengar and IG-88 as they pursue Han Solo yeah that'll be good yeah there are quite a few bounty hunter fans especially on Twitter it seems like oh yeah next up then we have author Hank Green and this is one I had a feeling it might come up, but it's not come up how I thought it was going to. And Hank 
Green chronicles the life of a naturalist caring for Tauntauns on the frozen world of Hoth. <laughs> That'll be good. Now, I honestly thought that was going to be, from a certain point of view, inside the Tauntaun. <laughs> that could be interesting. Yeah, that's that's personally what I thought it was going to be, but that could work out really well too. The next one, Kate, I'll let you read because I think this okay. is the one that we know of right now, which I am most excited for. Okay, Tracy Dion. I don't... Is that how you say their name? Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, probably. <laughs> okay, so Tracy Dion delves into the dark heart of the Dagobah cave where Luke confronts a terrifying vision. And I think that scene is one of the most famous across any, across the trilogy, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's pretty iconic. And what I'm wondering is, Kate, and this is a question that I wanted to ask you. It says it delves into the heart of the Dagobah cave. So is this going to be told from Luke's perspective or from the perspective of the Force? Hmm. That's an interesting point. Or maybe it's one of the snakes. We don't know. <laughs> so we don't. We, we, do, we do not know. <laughs> and I think we just have to throw this other one in, Kay, for the simple reason that I, I have so many friends who are, who are snowtroopers. The story written mm. by Marco Shiro recounts the wampus tragic tale of loss and survival. Oh, Man, that poor that poor Wampa went through so much. <laughs> That'll be a good one. It, it it most certainly will be, and when we have a look at the writing talent, Kay, there's some very familiar faces and some some new entries as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a big old list of them. And which ones some are people... you excited for? Being honest, after what Alexander Freed appears to have done with the second Alphabet Squadron novel, I'm very excited to see what he does. Christy Golden, for me, is, is one every time. Mm-hmm. E.K. Johnson is another. I think you have a little bit of a soft spot for Johnny Jackson Miller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jose I'm really excited Ald. For- yeah, I like him too. Delilah Dawson too. She she writes really awesome like female characters a lot. And sh- she times. is one of the nicest people you could ever meet. We we've been lucky enough to meet her at some of the events. She is super nice. Yeah. Oh, and we need to. I I think we need to mention Amy Radcliffe because she's been doing some some incredible work. She has a new book coming out too. A new Star Wars book. Did you see that? Yeah, she has a new Star Wars book coming out on mindfulness, isn't it? Yep. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. And then if we look, we have Kevin Scott and Gary Witta in there um, as well. Very cool. So obviously we'll have to talk more about this when it comes out. When does... Oh, absolutely, November we, 10th. absolutely we will. But if it's anything, I think like the first one, Kate. It'll be fun. So do you think that pretty much cements a third edition coming out for the 40th of Empire or 
the 40th Return of, of the Jedi. The Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think I'd say I, it's I, pretty I think it wouldn't make sense to do two and then all of a sudden just drop it. Yeah, exactly. I have to say that as much as I as much as I love original trilogy stories like this, I think one for the prequel trilogy would be just amazing. Prequels would be so cool. <laughs> Maybe someday. I I just want my Plo Koon story, and I'm sorry, but that's the only reason I want it. <laughs> of course, of course. Makes sense. But yeah, is is that a book you're going to be picking up, Kate? For sure, the audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did actually get a hard copy of that one. So maybe I'll get the hard copy again. I think I had I got it at one of the cons with the intention to try to get as many authors to sign it. As possible. But I never, I never got very far with that. Well, speaking but, of ordering okay. the book, it does arrive on the 10th of November, and I, I think that's for a worldwide release, if I'm not mistaken, but the book is available for, for pre-order at present. So, Kate, we did get some more Star Wars gaming news. We did. Over the last while, and somewhat of a, a tepid response I, I would say so far interesting so we are getting Star Wars Squadrons mm-hmm. which is being described as a space combat sim okay and this is sort of the the first kind of breakaway game separating from Battlefront and Fallen Order mm-hmm and the response has been quite tepid. I know a lot of people watched the trailer and were very, very impressed. But with a lot of the negatives that had come to the fore regards a lot of the, th- the features in Battlefront. Now, we should say Battlefront 1 and 2 were received quite positively as well. But there were some issues in the format and design of how things were done um what -hmm. were your initial thoughts when you heard the news kate and we can break down the game a a little bit later um i mean it looks amazing just graphically that's all i can really tell i mean (laughs) I haven't really watched... I didn't watch the gameplay thing. Oh, have you not seen the, uh, the full trailer at all? I I saw a trailer. Okay. So, yeah, you would have seen it. So, you would have maybe spotted some familiar faces there as well. Oh, right. Isn't there, like, Hera or something? Yeah. We spot Hera. And Wedge, um, right? Was it Wedge? And Wedge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. We do. <laughs> So some nice odes there to characters who who are already known. Mm-hmm. So it's being described, Kate. Let's let's break this down a little bit. It's being okay. described by EA as the definitive Star Wars pilot experience. Mm-hmm. So it's kind yeah. of more like a dogfight game. To to some extent, yeah. I don't think we've had. A game like this since maybe the early, the late 90s. Wow. 
yeah, so this is sort of a, a breakaway from that. And it is inspired by some of the Star Wars games along the which came along around in, in the nineties. And okay. there will there will be, you know, adaptions and new ideas and mechanics and, and things of that nature thrown in. But we do know that the the story is indeed set around the original trilogy and the cockpit setups appear to be incredibly accurate so graphically as you said it 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 appears that you know we will be in for a a visual spectacle in that sense we do believe that there are customizable pilots and different weapons that you can unlock over a specific period of time Mm-hmm. which is going to be important for the game's um, various modes so the game is actually um, made for made for campaign mode as well there are two campaigns slash story modes one for the Imperials and then one for the uh, Rebellion very cool. So there are two separate stories, one Empire and one Rebellion. But it appears from what has been coming out of EA that the main focus is the multiplayer mode. Hmm. Now, we have some ex- we have quite a bit of experience from Battlefront because we would have had a, a couple of blabber showdowns <laughs> in Battlefront. But I'm guessing that this is going to be quite different from that experience. Because that's always like my least favorite is doing the space battles. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and and that seems to be the focus of this one. So maybe you'll be yeah. able to provide a more objective point of view, Kate. Maybe. And maybe. So from that, as we said, the multiplayer is the... appears at least on a face value to be the the focus of the game so there is a 5v5 dogfight mode and the signature mode which is known as fleet battles Hmm. and fleet battles are 5v5 but they're not like your regular dogfight it's broken into three stages of a battle and you need to progress through each of those to win the game so from what I can remember stage one is you need to win the dog fights against your opponent. Then you must bomb the, the capital ship of the enemy. And then the third and final stage is attacking the flagship at its various um, weak points. That is quite a bit different from re- just regular old dog fights. I, I'd assume it's, it's, it's very, very structured and it's probably going to be more longer drawn out battles yeah which I think maybe was... the controls will be easier controls potentially could be Kate um, <laughs> be, and that's that, that actually is bringing me on to another thing there regards the, the controls um, the creative director Ian Fraser 
did an interview, I think, with... The, I'm not sure if it was with the folks from PC Gamer or not. But mm-hmm. the game is not aiming to be a realistic space flight simulator. So Ian Fraser said, when you look at the flight model, the ships don't move like a ship would actually move in space because ships in Star Wars don't move like ships would move in space. They move like ships <laughs> in Star Wars. That makes sense. So Is that kind of like how, you know, like, in Star Wars movies, there's sound in space. Yeah, I suppose it's yeah. There are some <laughs> sort of Star. Ugh, I was about to say Star Wars isms, but that's not even a word. <laughs> that's quarantine brain for you. Mm-hmm. But, quarantine brain is real. But here's what interests me the most, Kate, and I- I'd like to get your thoughts on this. It seems it combines the classic trilogy with elements of Rogue One. And it essentially throws them into a big pot and takes out the the best of each. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds interesting. And there is apparently some inspiration from videos of World War Two dogfights. Very cool. And it will be running the Frostbite engine, which is the same one in... It's the same one that has been running the the Battlefront games. If we're going to be flying in space, there's going to be a multitude of different ships that we are going to be able to fly. Mm -hmm. And they are broken into fighters, interceptors, supports and bombers. So with fighters, we have the classic X-Wing and TIE fighter. Interceptors focusing on speed, we're looking at TIE interceptors and A-Wings. Supports, we're looking at TIE Reapers and U-Wings. And then Bombers, we have Y-Wings and TIE Bombers. Nice. And it does appear, Kate, that you will be able to actually customise the look of your ship cosmetically. Cool. So it's not just the weapons that are customised. It's not just the weapons that are customisable. It will be the, the actual ship itself. And the best part, Kate... No microtransactions. <laughs> there you go. Which was a big point of contention amongst the, the gaming fandom. Regards Battlefront and Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, but yeah, imagine that, Kate. No microtransactions at all. You unlock things as you progress. That's cool. What do you think about that? I think I like that. Are you ready for another Star Wars game to to plug the gap with the with all the the delays and Sure, why not? Bring it on. Oh yeah. I was glad to hear too that it'll be available on PS4 and you won't have to go out and buy a PS5. No, nope, not at all. Yep, it is available on it's available on most consoles as far as I'm aware. It's available on yes PS4. I don't think Nintendo Switch probably. No, not on that. But Xbox, <laughs> Xbox Four, uh, Xbox One, and PC. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it'll be on PC. It'll be on the likes of um, Steam and and things like that. I'm wa- I'm wondering mm-hmm. will there be a, a VR setup? That's a good question. Hmm. Don't know. Yeah. Probably. 
seems like they're kind of go heading that direction. Hopefully will. And then just in terms of the timeline, yeah. Kate, Squadrons is set just after the events of uh, Return of the Jedi. Cool. So I wonder, I mean, there's kind of a long-standing rumor that there's going to be a Rebels TV show spinoff. Yes. I wonder if this could have any tie-ins with that. Well, I mean, when you've got Hera on the screen, um, I'd say exactly. it's very, very possible. My question is, though, who's voicing Hera if she has a speaking role? Yeah, it's good. Surely, surely they would give it to Vanessa. You would think. You would think. I suppose that would need to go... That, that would have to be the same for Dennis Lawson as well, wouldn't it? I mean, that is logical. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Spock. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Oh yeah, we we just crossed the streams, Kate. <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh no, there's gonna be emails and tweets. <laughs> but yes, I. How, you know, there's how, a lot of people who like both. There is absolutely, but overall, how how do you feel about squadrons? Is it something that you you are looking forward to or? You know, you'd like a, a break away from um, the microtransactions of, of Battlefronts? I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it just because it'll be something new. Mm -hmm. I'd probably prefer something more along the lines of Jedi Fallen Order again. Oh, yeah. But this will still be fun. We can't say more than that, can we? No. <laughs> Bring it on. Know. Bring it on, indeed. There I go again, talking all Vulcan-y. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, it's all good. It's not a podcast till we mention at least one other fandom. Well, we've mentioned two when I said cross... Uh, we've mentioned another one when I said we've crossed the streams. <laughs> we'll have to see how many we can do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make it a game. Cut the shot, all right, too. Anywho... Well, should we start winding things down? Absolutely. So, any anything you're looking forward to Star Wars-wise in the next couple weeks, months, other than the stuff we've just talked about? Anything you're well, anticipating? Or... Well, number one on my list is Thrawn. Oh, nice. When does that come That's... out? Um, it's not out until sometime later in the year. I'm not sure what the Irish release date is exactly, but we did I know a post lot of up things have been delayed. They have indeed, but with respect to Thrawn, if people due, due to COVID nineteen, but if people would like to read the first ep excerpt from the new Tron novel, they can log on to mm -hmm. our Facebook page, and we have the the link there to to the first excerpt. Beautiful. But yeah, oh, Thrawn... It, I just yeah, remembered I, another thing I ordered mm -hmm. that I, I'm really excited that it's coming out later this month is the Batu guide. Oh, the the tour, the tour guide. So, yeah. So I'll definitely be posting some stuff of that and I'm really excited for that because I really miss Batu. And who knows yeah, when they're going to go too. back. Yeah, I do too. 
I'm assuming you and your family are not going to Florida next month. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to fly out in, in September. Oh, September? Yeah. Yeah. But that, that ain't happening now. And I've, I've, we didn't mention it, but it is official that Celebration's been cancelled or postponed until 2022. Yeah, I, I don't think there's really any surprise there for us, Kate, though, is there? I thought maybe they would go just one year, but the way things are going, who even knows? So I think that was smart of them to do it two years. Without doubt, and the way I look at it is they cancelled SDCC. Mm -hmm. which is the biggest of them all. If you are cancelling the biggest convention in the world, then everything else underneath yeah. surely has to follow suit. Yep, agreed. I mean, safety force, that has to be. Anyway, so who knows when I'll get to go back. I picked the worst year ever to get an annual pass for Disneyland. <laughs> oh, Lord, is there a freeze on it? Or are you getting any money back at all, or...? Um, yeah, it's, it's on a freeze right now and I think you can get your money back or they'll just extend it however m many months it was, uh, frozen. But, I mean, who's going to want to go even when they open it? So I don't know if I'll just get my money back or what. And that's the sad thing really, isn't it? It's that it's the long-term ramifications of all this. Yep. So... Yeah, maybe I'll just cancel it, get my money back, and then get another one when everything clears up. Who knows? Anyways. So, I suppose we should tell people where they can find us online if they're so inclined. Uh, we, we like the social media, so we would love to hear from you on social media. So, you can find us pretty much on the main, the big three, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just do a search for Blob of the Hut. We'll be there. We'd love to hear from you. And or you can we'll email us. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> or you can email us at... I think it's just Blob of the Hut at Gmail, right? Yep. Blob of the Hut at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voice message on Anchor. We still need to get someone to do that. <laughs> yeah, we still, we still haven't gotten anyone through, although... With the way the times are, that's probably the the last thing on people's the last minds. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I hear ya. Alrighty. So is there anything else you wanted to bring up? No, if anybody has any questions or anything that they would like us to to talk about in future episodes, please let us know. Alright, so I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Do you have a poignant quote to close us on in the words of master yoda in a dark place we find ourselves and a little more knowledge lights our way beautiful all right we'll catch you next time <laughs>